Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Bosses only hang with bosses. Bosses never take a loss. Boss never is a problem. Boss steady doing numbers. They say my back against the wall, but I'm ten toes deep and I'm still standing tall. I'm way, way, way up. These haters get their weight up. Never gonna take a loss. Blessed day to be a boss. Oh, oh. And of course, yet again, we are here. Yes, sir. Back with another one. I'm Justin. I'm Deshaun. And you are listening to the Out of My League podcast where we're here to give you today and today only nothing but NBA. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How was your weekend? Before we get to NBA, how was your weekend? My weekend was good, man. The weekend always seems like it's only four hours, unfortunately. But the weekend was still good. You know, just pushing through, getting ready for all this NBA stuff with work, man. But... We're here. Draft is tomorrow. It's time to get down to it, man. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's gonna be. Well, it has been busy thus far. We're recording on uh Tuesday morning. Uh, we're gonna have the pod out by Wednesday morning when you'll yep. be hearing it. But we've already kind of started off with uh, a lot of free agency news. We have, man. Um, you know, trades and things like that. There's a lot going on in NBA right now. Yeah, man. Honestly, there's a lot kicking off. And before we get to anything, I just want to go ahead and make this official. All right, man. NBA. <laughs> Trades. Some big names on the move early. Yeah, so the first trade that was announced was Dennis Schroeder to the L.A. Lakers. And basically, he's going to fill the Rondo role out there in L.A. Uh, apparently, LeBron was really favorable in um, you know, wanting mm-hmm. him on the team. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of these things where you're just trying to fill back your roster, right? Because you know Rondo's going to command a contract. You know other players are going to command contracts because they just want a ring. So they want the money now. So it's kind of one of these things where you're trying to back for your roster. A lot of teams giving up first-round picks with the, with the quickness, too. A lot. I'm talking they are throwing these picks out there, giving up a first-round pick in Danny Green. I think Schroeder fits well in for sure. L.A., though. Especially defensively. Yes, I think he fits well in L.A. He had a great year coming off one of his best seasons yep. in the OKC. league. Yep. Yeah, in the, in the league. With a three-point guard set by the way yeah mm-hmm. so that's definitely gonna help especially not knowing what you know Avery Bradley's gonna do out there yeah there's a lot of contract questions in LA right now so for them to lock down Schroeder knowing that you know Rondo probably is on his way out and could potentially be going to the Clippers to the Clippers <laughs> yeah. yeah it could potentially be going to the Clippers you know like an in-state rival mm-hmm. basically so that was huge Another big trade, man. Your squad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know you're happy about that one. Oh, uh, I'm excited. One thing about Phoenix is they were promising, very promising last year. Uh, I gave credit, a lot of credit to Monty Williams. He mm-hmm. came in immediately, set the culture, and you have a bunch of young guys. Let's not forget, Devin Booker has been in the league five years. He's only 23 years old. So you have a whole roster insane. of nothing but kids. In- insane. <laughs> nothing but kids. And now you bring a veteran over there, Chris Paul, yes, man, sir. who can hopefully lead that team to the playoffs. I'm, I'm sure they'll be oh, in the playoffs. Oh, they're going to be in playoffs. I'm sure they'll they be, in the, be in the playoffs this year. Do you think they gave up too much? No. Here's the thing, right? You didn't give up your first round pick this year. Right. You 2022. Didn't, you didn't give up none of your top four players. Okay. So you have your Aitons, you have your Bookers, you have your Mikel Bridges, your Cam Johnsons of the world. You have all these players. That are ready to go. Them keeping Cam Johnson really let me know that they were all in on Cam Johnson. That made me happy. As a, as a Tar Heel fan, that made that made me really happy. Sad to see Ubre go, but well, I mean, they were going to resign Ubre anyway after next year. So uh, you kind of got out of it early, yep. which is fine. Um, 
the thing is with Cam Johnson, he's just a smooth ball player. Like, and I think Monty Williams, they fell in love with him, which is why they drafted him love in the him. first round. Yeah. Um, and him and Mikael Bridges. Let me tell you, those two brothers right there, yeah. it, it's going to be really interesting how all the pieces, how everybody gets theirs, right? Because Mikael Bridges, excellent 3 and D guy, but he's, has, he's been able to create his own shot, which is very important. Yeah. You got Cam Johnson, who's a marksman from three. <laughs> Lethal he, shooter. He shoots that thing. Lethal shooter. Crazy. And then DeAndre Aiden, he obviously averaged a double-double last year. Yeah. Booker, you already know what he is. Yeah, we, that. Know, we know. And that you that already Booker know what Chris does. Paul is. So right now, as it stands, that Phoenix Suns team is really dangerous, and they're not done yet. They still have a lot more money to spend in free agency. So if you add they somebody do. like a Gallinari or somebody like a P.J. Tucker, somebody to fill that four spot, they just need to stretch four. They do. And then they have their number 10 pick. Yeah. So you're looking at players like a, a Tyrese Maxey, a player like um, you, you have Devin Vossel from Florida State. Like mm-hmm. these guys right here, like you can add another 3 and D guy, you know, potential, you know, switchable defender on the, on the perimeter. Or you can add another dominant guard like a Tyrese Maxey who can get downhill. He can shoot the three. Who can defend. Long arm defender, six three guy out of Kentucky. So yeah. this is Bother. one. Of, yeah, this is one of these things where Phoenix is really playing with a little bit of house money right now because you're not paying anybody. You have a whole bunch of guys on rookie contracts except for Devin Booker. Yeah, and then you have Chris Paul. Those are the two contracts you're paying right now. You have, you know, obviously kind of restrictor free agents in uh, Dario Saric, uh, Aaron Baines, and things got guys like that. I think Aaron Baines is probably on his way out the door. He's probably going to command uh, a pretty big contract. Yep. But Dario Saric, he's probably staying. So you have those guys. Um, as far as like the return, like you spent, you know, your 2022 first round pick, you sent it to OKC, yep. Ubre, Ricky Rubio. I mean, you weren't going to keep rookie Rubio when you have Chris Paul. Yeah, so you don't that makes sense. Yeah, you send him out. Um, and then you have your, your young bucks and Ty Jerome and Jalen mm-hmm. LeCue, yep. um, which is fine. I'm, I'm totally fine with the return. I would say that it's a pretty even trade, you know, because you're, you know, if you're the Suns, this is what you, you've wanted this for three years. You've been wanting a, a, a point guard to really lead, a veteran point guard to really lead your team and push Devin Booker off ball so he can create his own shots, you know, shoot from the elbow, get a little bit back screens, shooting from the, you know, perimeter. Like, this is what you wanted in your roster. This is what Monty Williams wanted, James Jones. And then you look at the front office, full of guys. You know, head coach, the general manager, uh, and then the VPA player personnel, um, they all had hands in Chris Paul. Monty yep. Williams coached him in, in uh, New Orleans. You have Jeff Bauer, who drafted him in New Orleans. And you have James Jones, who already has a relationship with Chris Paul. So the team feels like they know the, the player. The player wanted the team because Chris Paul has told OKC he wanted to go to Phoenix. And him and Devin Booker spoke about it. This And they made it happen. Like, Ultimately, this is a huge win for the Suns because you didn't give up your this year's first round pick. You didn't give up none of your top four players, and you still keep Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson under lock. So this is a huge win. And I think moving forward, this sends a message to Devin Booker as well. Like, look, we're serious about getting you in the postseason this year. And let me kill something. Devin Booker's not going anywhere for at least two, maybe three years. That contract, you're not getting that's a super that's a max contract. You're not getting off that contract. Yeah, hard to get out of the max. Yeah. So this is this is one of the things where, you know, Devin Booker wanted this. He wanted Chris Paul. He went to the front office and said he wanted Chris Paul, which is why they got it to him. I think it's a good trade. I don't know how great it is yet. I mean, I guess it's all for me, it's dependent on Chris Paul. You know, his yeah. age is getting health. up there. He had health. Yeah. He kind of gets hurt. Not a lot, but he yeah. get, he gets Hamstring hurt. Hamstring groin. Yeah. Yep. He, he gets hurt mm-hmm. a fair amount. 
So I'm worried about the health. Um, aside from the health, I think it's a good trade. I don't think they gave up too much, even though I think four players and a first rounder is uh I mean Todd Jerome, Jalen Q. Yeah, fair, fair just in. fairly steep just for Chris Paul's contract sure. because he has a big contract. Which is why the money had to work. Yeah. You, know, you had to send that yeah, off. Yeah, you had yeah. to send that off just so you could make some money for it. Yeah. But I mean, barring his health, and I mean I don't know how many years he has left in the tank. Two. Well, we have I'm just, I'm just, well, I'm yeah. just talking about just playing in oh, general. Oh, play style. Okay, I'm gotcha. just talking about play style. Yeah, 35-year-old point yeah, he, guard, he, you really don't yeah, know. He, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he's not like the most athletic point guard mm-hmm. anymore, obviously. He can still create. Oh, for sure. He still bought out in the playoffs shoot, last yeah. year, can still shoot. And he's a leader, and he just knows how to adapt. Yeah. So I think that will be good for him. I think that will be good for Booker. Mm-hmm. Um, Him in a new system, him in a new environment, but with familiar faces right, is exactly. always good for him. Yeah. So we'll see how it works out. We also had some trades, you know, just last night. Some big trades to try to get Giannis to stay on board in yeah. Milwaukee. You I don't know. Here's the thing, and you mentioned all these first round picks. That's mm-hmm. out, that's just crazy value. Yeah. If you're yes. if you're New Orleans, you're like, man, please, like, yeah, please, go, please go, ahead. Go, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Milwaukee giving up three first round picks is kind of for wild. Drew Holiday is in is insane, insane, and that still may not be enough to even win you the East. Like you still, you still got teams in the East that are better than you. Well, the you. thing is, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that puts them over they the hump to win exactly. the East. I don't think that puts them over the hump, yeah, at all to win the East. But if y'all don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the trade that happened last night. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the Bucks sent uh, three first round picks for Drew Holiday to go play with Giannis, and then they also made a trade with Sacramento and got yeah. Bonjanovic. And they and sent they sent out Eric Bledsoe mm-hmm. and Divincenzo. Yeah. So. They lost a few pieces, but they gained better pieces, obviously. Yeah, they, they gained better pieces. Got but some shooting. And uh, now Chris Middleton is not the second option no, on the team. He's probably the third or fourth. Yeah, he, yeah, he might be third or fourth option now yeah. on the team. So I think it definitely helps the Bucks out. I just think they gave up maybe a little too much. Way too much for Drew Then they gave up a little too much just to surround Giannis with some pieces that may or may not get him to the finals. And personally, I don't think it will. I don't think this puts them over not the at hump all. at all. They might not win the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think this puts them over the hump in the East no, at all. at all. Especially looming, you know, this pending trade that we're talking about that everybody's worried about, and that's James Harden yeah. making his way to Brooklyn and or Philly. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at both of these teams, I if you're Philly, right, it's interesting because you – you don't want to lose a Ben Simmons. But you have to. But you have to. You have to. You have no choice. Because you're not trading Embiid. I would yeah, never not. trade Embiid. No, not at all. Yeah. And it's it's one of these things where if you're going to make a trade for James Harden, you're going to have to unload possibly Tobias Harris, maybe even Ben Simmons. And, you know, those those may be the two pieces that get you James Harden. I'm still doing that. And I'm doing that if I'm them. I, I do not want to lose Ben Simmons if you're Philly because – Number one, he's a lockdown defender. Ben Simmons is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Ben Simmons was supposed to be the next LeBron. He just never developed. He just, he he just, just never shoot. developed. He just never developed any <laughs> offensive game whatsoever. All he does is drive. He does not shoot the ball whatsoever. So oh, it makes yeah. sense. Like I get it from your point of view. If you're if you're Philly and you're Doc Rivers, and you know, it's one of these things where you're looking at your roster and you have young pieces, right? You have Thibault and these guys ready to go, but. You're going to have to send out significant pieces, maybe even draft picks for a James Harden. But Harden provides instant offense. You're right to a team that needs offense, especially perimeter scoring. Right. A lot of perimeter scoring, that. shooting, especially they, they need that. He badly. just doesn't defend, and that's going to be an issue in the East, where you have a Celtics team, a, a Miami team, teams that can really shoot the ball, can this drive. Like you're going to be, you're going to need to be able to defend. And you know, if you're if you're 
Philly, you want more than just James Harden because you're going to need you're going to have to have another piece as another guard, right? Because you have a Ben Simmons, but you're going to lose you're probably going to lose Tobias Harris as well. Yeah. So you're going to have what James Harden and 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 B? Like is that enough? <laughs> and Al, and Al Horford. Yeah, and Al Horford. <laughs> like is that going to be enough? It's not. So you're going to have to Philly's going to have to be really creative on their approach. But the thing is the thing about Philly is they have Daryl Moore. So he he will find That's what value. I'm saying. If you can if you can find any if you can have anybody in your office to make a play, yeah. It will be Daryl Moore. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. If you look at the Nets, that is a very, very interesting situation right now because you have a first year head coach in Steve Nash. You have a Dan Tony who's his assistant coach. You have the oft uh uh um, you know sensitive KD and, and Kyrie, mm-hmm. and then you have a whole bunch of young guys that can really play. Like Spencer Dinwiddie, all these guys, they can ball. And apparently they're talking about getting Ibaka as well. Yeah, and you know Ibaka's probably <laughs> on his way, which they, is interesting because you got DeAndre Jordan. Like, why might, do you need that? <laughs> they might as well send out Kyrie and just get the old Thunder game back together. That <laughs> that would be crazy. They're not going to do they're that. They're not going to do but, that because Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie would be living. Yes, he would. He blowing the organization. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he coming in the office wilding. <laughs> He would be so mad at KD. Yeah, he coming in the office wild. Y'all thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, on a serious note, if James Harden finds his way to Brooklyn, the East is canceled. Yeah, it's over. The, in the East, the East, the East is canceled. You Everybody put, else <laughs> making trades right now in the East, just save your money. Basically. It, it, it's no point. <laughs> you, you, put KD, you put KD and James Harden on the same team, it's over. Literally. Like, yeah. what, what can you do? You can't double team anyone. No. You can't double team someone because someone's wide open. Yeah. And Kyrie, probably the primary ball handler. Mm-hmm. Harden coming off ball. Well, KD's always going to come off ball. Exactly. It's Actually, I take that. I take that back. I James think Harden's Harden going to be the ball. primary. Yeah. yeah, I think James Harden James should be Harden's the primary, be the ball, primary ball, handler. ball handler. Yeah, and I think K- Kyrie coming off ball may fit his game better. Because yeah, because he's not gonna, he's not going to pass the ball. Like, yeah, he can, <laughs> and he can shoot. Yeah, he can shoot and he can create. So yeah. yeah, that that'll be interesting. One team that I'm really interested to see make a play is the Warriors. I'm hoping that the Warriors can make some play. They do have the second pick. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're going to do with that? I think it's really fluid what they can do right now, the second overall pick. And I think if they keep that pick, I think James Wiseman is their pick. Yes. I think James Wiseman is their pick. But if they decide to trade that pick, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm looking over the league and I'm trying to, you know, looking at teams, found out who who could they add to their roster. Would a Kevin Love interest So that's at all? interesting, right? But mm-hmm. you already have Draymond Green. Right. So you're not going to have a power forward on the power forward. True. The thing is, I'm interested to see if they ship out possibly Wiggins yep. and the number two pick for a superstar such as a James Harden. So, and, <laughs> nah, not, let, and nah, let me tell nah, you, nah, and nah. let me tell you, you gotta relax. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's really interesting. It is real, and it's it's one of these things where I'm kind of looking. I'm like, the Warriors would make a move like that. And, I don't think that's enough, and though. it's not enough. It's not. It's enough. not enough. You're gonna have to give up a little bit more. Yeah, for that's that. not enough. But a number two overall pick, and then Wiggins is probably gonna get you an All Star level player somewhere. But what do you? Where are the holes on the, on the Warriors roster right now? You're you're good with Steph. At point guard, you're good with Clay at like shooting guard. You you got uh, Draymond at, at the four. You need a center. You need a three guard. And I'm I'm looking around the league, and I, I'm I'm maybe Ubre because and you know I know it's mentioned it was mentioned earlier today that OKC may be shipping Ubre right out, and maybe you put Ubre with because you know again Golden State was already in con you know conversation with Phoenix about yeah. Ubre, so if they try to make a second push for him 
they're not going to give up their first round pick for him. No, but, not at all. Yeah, not but at all. They will give up an, a nice little asset to get Ubre with uh, a Clay and a Draymond and a Steph. Let's say the Warriors do get James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Are you insinuating that the Timberwolves, who have the first pick, they're gonna take Lamelo? I think they're going to take Lamelo. You think they're going to take Lamelo yeah. tomorrow? Why? I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the fit. I don't when you just got D'Angelo Russell. This is the Timberwolves. So, this, <laughs> so they're just making bad decisions. I think, and again, me and you had this conversation, and we talked about. I think Edwards is the best fit for them. I do, and he is. Edwards is the best fit for them, but I still think they're going to take Ball number one overall when you just traded for D'Angelo Russell. It I, just doesn't make sense, and you can't take Wiseman because you have Cat. So, I yeah, I don't, I don't understand the Lamelo Ball. Hype, yeah, for the number one pick. Mm-hmm. I think Lamelo's a great player. Yeah, and I think he's a great shooter. Um, I've heard that his interviews haven't been the greatest. Yeah. so far, um, he's kind of, I guess, been a little standoffish. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think he makes any team better. I'm also worried about, and we haven't seen it in a while. You know, the father aspect. You know how Levar, Levar Ball yeah. is always trying to be in the game, like yeah. like he's the Hustle coach. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like he's the coach. Yo, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, they they might be happy that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, you can't man. have no fans. <laughs> <laughs> can't coach if you ain't at the game. You Facts. feel me? <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's interesting because one thing about Ball is you know I've heard that his defense kind of lacks a little mm-hmm. bit, and you already have a D'Angelo Russell who defense lacks a little bit. Yeah. You already have a cat whose defense lacks a little bit. So a non-defensive team, you know, it's it's really interesting how. You look at the Timberwolves, and you know they're probably going to select ball number one overall. But Anthony Edwards is right there. Like you have your choice. Do you think that they would ever consider shipping that pick off for a player? Maybe. Yeah, I would. Uh, I think I think that's something that they're obviously considering now. But you know, with a day left, it, yeah, it's, it's getting down to the wire. I'm still looking at names like Bradley Beal yeah. out here, and like I said, K Love earlier. Yeah, there's still some players around that. You know, may or may Buddy Hill as yeah, well. Buddy, yeah, Buddy Hill may or may not be on the move. Yeah, come closer to draft night. So it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like, what team are you trying to keep an eye on as the draft approaches tomorrow? I will look at the Atlanta Hawks. Um, what's one team that I would keep an eye on? The Dallas Mavericks is another team with Porzingis possibly out the first few months of the season. You know, coming back from oh yeah, from surgery. Yeah, um, those are two teams. The Atlanta Hawks, the Dallas Mavericks are two teams. You should probably keep your eye on the Miami uh, Heat is another team mm-hmm. you should probably keep your eye on. Uh, these are teams with, you know, pretty decent front offices. Um, Miami, obviously, and Dallas have really good front offices and Atlanta's to a lesser degree. But these are these are teams that possibly are they're exploring all avenues to acquire some talent around their young stars. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Heat are interested in uh, Danilo Gallinari, mm-hmm. correct? Gallinari. They're I- also interested in Bradley Beal, mm-hmm. which is... Let me tell you, scary. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much Bradley Beal fits um, the shooting. Just seeing as they, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. same thing with Gallinari. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, yeah, shooting. He just adds more shooting mm-hmm. to a team that already shot lights out from yeah, three. Right. But I think they need more so a, another big man because I, I feel like they're one of those teams that isn't relatively, you know, tall size wise, and yeah. they don't have like much inside the paint. But they're all shooters. I think they need another point guard. I would think they would need another point guard because you look at some of their sets coming down, you know, coming down the court. It's yeah, well, yeah. If it's not Hero, it's um, it's either Jimmy yeah, or somebody it's Jim, else. Yeah, it's, like it's 
you you kind of rotate, and then you also have you know Goran Dragic, who's older. You know, he's upper in age. And yeah, he's, he's there. Well, he, injury. he's their main point guard. Yeah, yeah. that's I, I don't know why his name. I lost his name for a second there. Yeah, yeah. but Gordon Dragic, he's their main point guard. Mm-hmm. He's also one of their best scorers on yeah, the team. For sure, so he led them all, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. He's also one of their best scorers on the team. So I mean, that would be interesting adding a Bradley Bill to that mix. I think Bradley Bill needs to go. Somewhere, though, where he can get a little more minutes. I feel like they have such a big rotation that no players, you know, getting excessive minutes and able to Mm -hmm. not necessarily catch rhythm, but, you know, really take over a game, per se. I think Bradley Beal should look at teams like Philly, like the Nets, the same teams James Hard should be interested Mm -hmm. in. I think shooting on that 76er squad with, you know, Bradley Beal to the Nets. That would be crazy. (laughs) Oh, Oh my goodness. Bradley Bill to the net, someone yeah. who is literally off ball. Literally. That, that way Kyrie can still be point For guard. Sure. Bradley Bill, the two KD. with KD. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my man. You, you know KD going to get 38 in the suite. Like. Man, man. Can't wait for basketball. <laughs> yeah, December 22nd. I can't, I can't wait for basketball, man. It, what team do we have that needs just a little boost for a playoff push? We see the Suns got it. Yeah, but for who, sure. Who else is like right there on the cusp of getting into the playoffs? Uh, Memphis. Memphis is one with John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., who's also recovering from injury for the meniscus tear. I think, I think Memphis has some really tool, you know, really good tools on their roster. You look at how they played last year in the bubble, and they played tremendous basketball. Matter of fact, they were the they were the eighth seed in the West when they got to the bubble. Yep. And then they end up losing it because Jaron Jackson Jr. got hurt. Yep. So. Uh, you got that team. Obviously, you look at the Trailblazers, and they already boosted their roster with getting Robert Covington, adding him to Dame and CJ and Whiteside. That team right there, they're going to make some more noise in the West as well. I think this is their last. This is their last stride. You think this is their last stride for the Trailblazers. You cannot. They've been trying so hard, and it's it seems like they're always right there, but they can they just never short. get over the hump. Yeah, it's it's really weird. It was kind of like Houston, yeah, which, which is why they're blowing it yeah. up. Yeah, Houston's blowing it up. You got Dallas who, you know, Luke is also going to have, he's going to have a great year. But Porzingis, like, that adds a huge question mark to your lineup because he's not going to be available for a good portion of the season, especially in the beginning. The thing with them, with Dallas, the thing with Dallas, though, is they look great when they had Porzingis. They were healthy and they could shoot. Yeah. They look good. The spacing on the floor is crazy. Yeah, Dallas looked really good. I think they're a piece away because, honestly, if it wasn't for the injuries, Mm -hmm. I think they they possibly beat the Clippers. Yeah, the thing about Dallas is, right, like, they have – I mean, Luka's basically your point forward, so you don't need a point guard. You have Tim Hardaway Jr., who you signed to a long-term deal. It's really – I don't know – I mean, maybe a power forward. You know, maybe a power forward that can somebody, Yeah, somebody to help with Porzingis down yeah, low. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I know uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is also available. Yep. Uh, so the, I know Golden State's looking at that. I was going to say, I was, I was gonna say yeah, I was going to say the Warriors are looking to, looking to get maybe LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. How do you think that would fit with Draymond? I think that Draymond, I think he loves playing in the power forward, like kind of like a, like a, a spread Power four, like, you know, you can a kind stretch, of stretch. A stretch four. Yeah, stretch, stretch four. four. I don't think he loves playing center as much as people to give him credit I, for. I don't think he does either. I think he does it just because he has to. Yeah. But I, he, I feel like he feels like P.J. Tucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like, like he feels like P.J. Like, Tucker. Like, dude, I'm 6'5". Like, Yo, stop this. <laughs> enough. enough. What, why you got me guarding Anthony Davis? Yeah. <laughs> He's a foot taller than me. <laughs> Knock it off. Yeah, it's, it's real interesting because I think 
again, I think this I think the Warriors really want a center uh to just, you know, increase their defense on the back mm-hmm. end, protect the rim, things like that. Get, be re- a rim get rebound, rebounds, get rebounds, kick out. Yeah. Um so I think that they're really exploring that market on center. So again, LaMarcus Aldridge makes sense, but he's really a to me, he's like power forward. Like to me, he is a power forward. Yeah, he's like, not. He's not really right. a center. He, I to think me, he's he is a power, power forward because he so, tries to stretch the floor a lot as well. Yeah, he can shoot. Yeah, right. he can shoot. So I don't know how. I don't know how that would be. I really do hope that they get Wiseman. Honestly, yeah. And I think that's going to be interesting because I think the Warriors are coming back with a vengeance. Oh, for sure. They're going to be a top fourteen. I think they'll be in the conference finals next year. Yeah, the Western Conference Finals. They just have too much talent. Like we, <laughs> the thing is, we haven't talked about the Clippers who were. Lo and behold, favorites last year to win the title. Yeah, what happened to the Clippers? What do they need to do? They they need a point guard. Uh, I, I, there are several instances last year in the bubble, especially in the playoffs, where you're looking at them and they have nobody to get them in their sets, like and you know demand and construct you know the offense, you know, and you have. A, a non-verbal Kawhi Leonard who's not going to get people. Yeah, yeah, not talking. Yeah, he's not going to talk. And then you have a Paul George who was struggling throughout the play- playoffs. And Mid. you need a Rondo-type player. You need somebody like that. You need possibly a uh, Derrick Rose-type player to get on that roster because... Hey, D-Rose? <laughs> D-Rose, yeah. D-Rose, Rondo... I don't know if Rondo. Well, I think Rondo definitely fits, sure. but Rondo doesn't play. He's not used. To, I guess he's not used to playing that many minutes. So that's the se. thing. That's he's the always thing. hurt too. Yeah, yeah. He's and he he gets hurt a lot. Yeah. So Rondo being the starting point guard is is iffy because with his injury background, him not normally playing that many minutes. Yeah. I think he's more of a backup role, kind of conservative until the playoffs. Because yeah. in the playoffs he flourishes, right. of course. Right. So yeah, I think they definitely need somebody who can command the floor. I'm just not sure how we went from that's the deepest team in the league and these are the prohibitive favorites mm-hmm. to really not giving them any attention yeah. in this offseason at all. I think the Clippers really need to focus on, A, beefing up their bench a little bit. Um, you know, they need more scoring off the bench. Um, and then they need a point guard. They need a point guard. Do they need that much more scoring off the bench? Yes. Because, I mean, they got Lou Will, Montrezl Harrell. Lou Will like, didn't. I mean, you look at the playoffs last year, Lou Will – you know, it, it, as, he struggled too. Yeah, no, he as, struggled too. As effective as we know Lou Will to be as, as coming off the bench, he was not there. He wasn't the Lou Will that we yeah. know. And Montrez Harrell struggled in the playoffs as well last He's year. All, he also was uh, coming off injury. Yeah, coming off injury. Yeah. He also came off injury. So yeah. I, I understand. But yeah, it's just interesting that we haven't talked about the team who was literally the prohibitive favorites, yeah. the deepest team, the best defensive team we've probably seen in a long time. For sure. And it's it's a little different, so I'm interested to see if they're going to make any moves because they've quietly, you know, been flying under the radar. For them to pick up Rondo would definitely be huge. I still think they need another point guard as well, they just because do. I, don't, I yeah. don't know if Rondo's health is going to hold up. For sure, and it's interesting because if I'm not mistaken, I do not believe they had their first round pick for the next couple of years. Because yeah, right. They sent it to OKC. Yeah, because, because they sent it to OKC yeah. in the trade for Paul, Paul George. George. Right. So and Paul George could be on his way out of of uh, L. A. So we'll I've, see. I've I've heard that. Yeah. I don't I don't believe it. I don't think that they I don't think that they send him off. Well, the funny thing is they were but, in, they were interested in getting Chris Paul. Like, oh, they, I know. They, they wanted I know. Chris Paul. They, they wanted they were, him back. They would have sent <laughs> Paul George back, <laughs> back to back OKC. OKC. He would have been miserable. Oh, man. he would have been sick. <laughs> he was already hurting in the bubble. Yeah. He, he would have been hurt. <laughs> hurt, man. He would have been hurt. No, it's, 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 it's interesting to see how 
a lot of these teams, especially as we get closer to draft night, which is tomorrow night, obviously, and we're going to see some movement probably in the top half of the draft, just teams wanting their guy. Like you have the Obi Topins and guys like that, like player, like you, you look at the organizations now, they didn't have any March Madness last year. So you're only going off of last year's film. Yep. And the thing is a lot of, a lot of teams have now, they've, they've cut their list down to probably about two or three guys that they really want. So, you know, you look at the Knicks and, you know, teams like that who really want to move up the Celtics teams that they want to move up in that top half of the draft to get their guy. We should see a lot of shifting in that first half of the draft. And you you might even see some teams that in the middle, you know, that 8 to 14 range want to move back, you know, because their guy's still on the board. Yep. So it's one of these things where I think it's going to be really fluid. I think that they there may be possibly, depending on who's available, like any kind of star, those top five picks, they might be up for grabs as far as maybe trying to acquire a veteran talent or moving up, moving back. There might be some movement, you know, especially in the top half of that, that draft. Before we get out of here, best trade so far that's happened? I mean, you know where I'm going with this. It's, it's, <laughs> Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul to Phoenix. Because, okay. again, for all the reasons I said, the front office knows the player. <laughs> they drafted the player. They coached the player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a young roster. Again, Devin Booker only been in the league for five years. He's only 23 years old. And he's, True. he's you know, I think – he was for most part of last year. He was leading the league in scoring. So, you know, you have that scoring. You have a uh, three indie guys: Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson. You have DeAndre Aiden again, your first round pick from two <laughs> years ago, who averaged a double double last year. Yeah. And you add Chris Paul to that, a team that should have made the postseason last year in the Phoenix Suns. Add a Chris Paul, somebody to get them in their sets, somebody to get Devin Booker off ball. This team is ready to go, and then they still had their first round pick. Still have their first round pick, which is which is clutch. If you look again, two da- two names I would keep an eye on for the Phoenix Suns at number ten if they stay there: Tyrese Maxey and and Devin Bossel from Florida State. Those two players right there, they would add so much. Again, another piece to the roster. Yep. And Phoenix still has money, so you get a Gallinari, you get a PJ Tucker. You're talking about a team that's steadily still building, and they still their bench is getting filled out now. So it's yep. one of those things where keep an eye on the Phoenix Suns as well. You gonna stay with your team? I'm gonna stick with mine. I'm gonna go with Schroeder. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm yeah. gonna go with Schroeder just because I think that knowing that Rondo's probably on his way out for sure. Uh, Schroeder is a great acquisition. Mm-hmm. Somebody who brings great perimeter defense. Yep. Something that we needed. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's also been shooting the ball well, especially yep. as of late. Yep. Had a great season last year, and since we shipped out Danny Green and our 2021st round, I mean our uh, 2021 first round pick. Excuse yep. me. I feel like that was something that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that filled a gap for L.A. that they'll potentially have in the weeks coming forward, looking at all the other contracts on the team that, you know, are still up in the air. Yeah. Like I said, we don't know about the Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. Like, we assume that Anthony Davis is definitely going to resign. Don't even know about Kuzma but, at this point. Yeah, we don't We don't know about Kuzma. He's been getting him tweets off. Yeah, you, you've been seeing him, right? <laughs> he's been getting him tweets off. Yeah. Tired of being humble. Tired of being <laughs> underrated. All right, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's upset. There's something he. I mean, it might be because the Lakers won't give him the contract. He yeah, wants. he. I yeah. think he's a little upset because one, he was supposed to be that. Once they made all those trades to get Ball and them out of there, he was supposed to be that, that third, third option. He and was he supposed was to be not. that third piece. And I mean, he didn't play. He didn't play exactly. to it. He, he, he was not that. He, yeah, he didn't play to it. I do think it's funny though that James Harden rejected that fifty mil 50 per year mil, to turn down fifty mil. 
means you really do not want to be there. It's you it's, know you know how much money that is to reject fifty mil per year. Fifty million. <laughs> You're at Chris Chris Tucker in, in Russia. Fifty million tomorrow. Where is he? He's still in Houston. You think he's still in Houston? Yeah, he's still in Houston. Matter of fact, I think he's still in Houston at the beginning of the year. Really? So don't, you don't you don't think he you don't think he gets out? Not. I don't think he's getting out before the beginning of the year because that's a lot of assets that the the Houston wants. They want a significant return. You're right. And the only team that's going to be able to give them the return they want is the Nets. And I don't know if the Nets want to gut their team like that. I say, like, you know, a team doesn't want to gut their team like that. But when I think about James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, all on the same team, I see at least in the next, let's say, four years, I see them winning at least two to three titles. (laughs) I do. I do. I do, and then is it worth it? It's worth well, it. Well, it'll be it, worth it, it then. That's what I'm saying. Is it is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Then it's worth it. I see James Harden getting on a Nets team this year and them going to the finals. Was it worth it? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I think it's. I mean, as bad as it seems initially, I think in the long run it's worth it. If you get a couple of titles, isn't that what we're playing for? Yeah. So I mean, it's tough and it's a lot. But he clearly does not want to be there. I think, I mean, maybe they try to use that as some leverage. He just turned down 50 mil from y'all. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, and I know like, I know Houston, especially their owner, who that's a clash between James yeah. Harden and the owner right yeah. now, and Daryl Murray as well. That's what I'm saying. Um, like, they, I mean, I think teams are going to look at that like mm-hmm. that. That's telling. To yeah. me, To me, that was very telling. Oh, he turned down 50 mil from you. What is going on? Yeah, like, like what's going on? He clearly doesn't want to yeah. be there, so maybe we don't have to necessarily give up the farm. Exactly. Yeah. Because... He's gonna leave. He's gonna leave at some point, regardless. Yeah. Is what is what it says. Yeah, and if we're being honest, you're not gonna get the same return. You're not gonna get equal value for James Harden because James he, Harden is that type he, of player. He's yeah. He's a, he's like a top five player. Yeah. Like he's one of the best offensive scorers we've ever seen. Yeah, literally. So I don't know, man. It's 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 gonna be interesting. Ready for draft night? I'll definitely be tuned in tomorrow on ESPN. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good day, man. I think there's gonna be a lot of you know, moving, willing, and dealing going on with these picks, especially with, you know, the lack of, not the lack of film, because they did, the NCAA did have a regular season, but they didn't have a March Madness, and you always see those players, you always see those players rise to the top, those Cinderella players. Mm -hmm. It's, with COVID going on, it's it's been a lot. It's it's been a lot. I'm interested to see who the Timberwolves pick, if they really do take LaMelo Ball with the number one pick. I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting night. I still, again, I, I still think, you know, the Timberwolves are taking LaMelo Ball. If they, I would love them. I would love them to take Anthony Edwards. They are not. <laughs> I, I just, I, I had this feeling like. No chance. I just, it's, it's weird because they should absolutely take Anthony Edwards. But knowing the Timberwolves and how they kind of function, they're probably going to take Ball. <laughs> it's sad to say they're probably going to take LaMelo Ball, though. Find out tomorrow with exactly. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Timberwolves really are going to blow this, man. And we'll all be watching it, laughing together and on Twitter, <laughs> La- laughing, calling them out. <laughs> you, know, you know how it goes. But with that being said, man, we thank y'all for listening. We'd like to thank all the first responders, as always. Thank all those still pushing for change. And we will be back with a lot of NFL news next week. Oh, by the way, DeAndre, Nuke. Yeah, yeah, hey man. A monster. Pelicans, my God. I know we didn't cover NFL today, but that's a monster. Yeah. 
And we also have not let you off the hook. We will get to your Eagles next week because they lost to the Giants. <laughs> and you was doing a whole lot of talking. Just yeah. wanted to let you know. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Floor is yours. For sure. Yeah. Um, thanks for all the first responders. Everybody fighting for change. Um, Black Lives Matter. They will forever matter. Uh, guys, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Like, share, review, subscribe. Support your boys. We out here for you. And with that being said, I'm out of here the next week. Peace. Oop. Real assault, it ain't no debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate. Cool breeze, mops with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena. Racked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood, I said I would get No mediocre, I'm feeling like tip Sound like to me, we got us a hit They can't even drip line So savvy is the swag daddy Red eye flights out to Cali Holding bags, looking like a caddy Penthouse vibes, no addy This is the wave to give them the feeling Rappers be capping, no I don't feel you Feel like the man when I walk through the building Too many scars need spiritual healing I got a million dreams I got a million schemes We going crazy, we going crazy We got the winning team